0: Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom. It is time for training camp. Kansas City has arrived at training camp. We're going to talk to Matt Derrick about the arrival of the Chiefs at training camp. Patrick Mahomes talked a little bit Andy Reid talked a little bit today on Locked on Chiefs.
1: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast.
0: Welcome back to the Locked on Chiefs your show every day thank you so much for listening we really do appreciate it uh and so thank you to all the locos out there it is finally here training camp is back we are getting ready to start talking about actual football technically speaking not really having any to talk about today but we will be having some very shortly as it will start tomorrow i am chris clark from chief's corner he is matt derrick from chief's digest and we really have a lot of fun to talk to you about today. Thank you for making Locked on Chiefs podcast your first listen. Uh, go check out the Locked on NFL show uh, and give them a listen. They're going to have a lot of information about all the other teams that are also covering uh, their NFL teams and a lot to talk about. When we start talking about the league, I think there were eight teams that reported today uh, for this, you know, for reporting training camp. Matt, what did you see? What really stood out to you?
1: Uh, you know, honestly, as far as just the reporting day, this is a pretty quiet day. It's only the, the rookies, a few injured players, um, a few veterans that whose names you would recognize because they just have one year of experience accrued, So they're still eligible to come in for this camp. It, it's just a one deep. So, you know, it, it, won't be for the next couple of days, uh, large squads practicing, but obviously the biggest name that was here was Patrick Mahomes. Um, he and Andy Reid talked to us today and, uh, Got to catch up on a little bit. Uh, obviously, the Netflix quarterback story was a was a big topic. Uh, a lot of questions about that. Um, a lot of questions about injuries. Uh, and honestly, I mean, I think that's a, well, that's a big standout as far as you know Andy Reid's update is that this team is in in pretty good shape heading into training camp for a change.
0: Yeah, and Mahomes to talk about his injury and talk about quarterback. We'll get to that in a couple minutes. Uh, who are some of the guys that we wouldn't really think about being there since we're talking QBs and rookies? You said a couple of first year guys. Uh, Is that a guy like maybe Justin Ross is is one that would be eligible for that?
1: Uh, Justin Ross, I believe, is eligible. I did not see him today, and I haven't had a chance. We haven't seen the rosters yet about who is here for this. But a guy like Cornell Powell, which might surprise some because this is going to be his third NFL season, but he's reported here. Um, a few injured players. Uh, we didn't get to see everybody. Uh, so there were some guys who reported early this morning that we didn't get a chance to see come in. Um, but we did see quite a few of the coaches that were coming in um, uh, just before the deadline. Uh, Matt Nagy, in case you need to know, brings a lot of pillows to training camp.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I saw that. A lot of, a lot pillows. of pillows.
1: A lot of pillows. Dave Toe brings a lot of blankets. So, yep. you know. Uh, everybody's everybody's got their thing, especially when you're like you know Dave Tobe and uh, Tom Melvin. Those guys, those are just their 23rd and 24th training camps, so they they know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, and that's a lot to. I mean, they're going to bring a lot of knowledge to all these players, and that's great to see. And Cornell Hall, that is a very interesting one. I wouldn't have expected he would be a guy that could be there for that, uh, seeing as he has been in the league for three years, but he hasn't actually been on an active roster. So I wonder if that has something to do with it. Uh, you know, you start looking at all these different things for Kansas city. And now we're actually getting to a point where we're actually going to talk about football. (laughs) There's going to be so much fun uh, to talk about. And even just with the QBs and and rookies this week, you're still going to get a little bit more information and get an idea as to where some of these rookies are uh, and and where the the team feels that they are in in knowledge and and really looking to see what they're doing in drills. I think that's going to be, what's going to be most uh, exciting to see tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, and ask Andy Reid a little bit about that today, you know, as far as the rookies truly understanding the situation that they're in. They're not just in the NFL. They're they're with a team that expects to win a Super Bowl, and expectations are higher here than they are other places. And, you know, and, and Reid and Mahomes both spoke about that and the fact that for this rookie class, OTAs, it's not the same, you know, the, there's limitations on what you can do. So, you know, there's not the contact, there's not the the long days um, that you have in training camp. You certainly, you know, back in May and June in Kansas City, you don't have the heat and the humidity that you have in St. Right. Joe. This is a physical and mental test and, you know, and, and they're going to get things that they haven't had before. Some of them might, you know, think that they've had some some tough camps and tough practices in college. Uh, this is going to be the next level. So, you know, there's going to be some guys that get some wake-up calls in the next few days. Uh, and, and that's one thing, you know, about the rookies that, you know, you you learn immediately who did their homework, who who stayed in their playbook, who was ready for this and is ready for the season, and, and who fell behind. And one thing that Andy Reid always says is that you, you start you start training camp behind, you can't ever catch up. And, yep. and that's one thing for the rookies that they got to be ready to take advantage of this from the moment they get here.
0: Well, as you start looking at being able to take advantage of it, but I think also if you start back and you go back and look at last year and what the rookies were able to build on, I'm mainly specifically talking about the DB room, I'm pretty sure that a lot of their stuff was built at training camp. You look at the chemistry they had, the ability to be around each other all day, every day. Basically, for the next couple of days, the rookies are going to have that ability to be around just those teammates that are rookies and the QBs, obviously but that gives them a head start to create chemistry for those people. And I will say, just so everybody knows, Matt is actually at St. Joe's still. So uh, give him a little bit of a pass on that. But you look at all of what it's going to mean for this class and you, you you don't have that big three corner group class this year. You don't have that type of thing, but all these rookies are gonna come in with something to prove. And if they can become a closer tight knit group going into training camp, that's going to serve them well throughout the
1: season. Yeah, and that's the old school reason why Andy Reid loves training camp. I mean, he likes the opportunity to get away, to shut out a lot of the distractions. You know, Mahomes talked about it today a little bit. Hey, you know, he's he's not going to have his family around. I mean, there's not the same things. I mean, if he were back in Kansas City, he you know, he's got two young kids right now that we all know can be a distraction and keep things away. So, you know, Andy likes that for at least a few weeks, you know, being able to get away, to shut everything out, make this all completely about football. Because once you get to the regular season, you don't get that opportunity and and you wouldn't get this opportunity back home if you're at your facility. So, you know, there's a lot of people around the NFL that that don't buy into it anymore or there's economic reasons, other reasons why they they don't want to go away for a training camp. Um, but Andy Reid's never going to be that guy. I mean, Chiefs will always do that. And, and, and I think, you know, hey, you can't argue with the results. And his players will tell you that his camps work. And and maybe they don't work for a lot of other people because they're not as organized and they're not as intense as Andy Reid's camps are. These these This is going to be a welcome to the NFL for a lot of, a lot of players, even some veterans, maybe, you know, their first Chiefs training camp. They're going to be yeah. like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't know. I've heard about this, but I didn't know it was going to be like this.
0: Yeah, and we are going to talk a, little, a lot more about what Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes said after we get back, uh, because there is a lot of good nuggets from both of those guys, and we get a little bit of an update on Patrick's ankle, and we'll talk about that right after this. But I want to tell you all about our friends over at FanDuel. If you haven't gone to FanDuel yet and placed your first bet, you need to go check them out. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel. We get ten times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just 20 bucks, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting everything for the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet... There's no better place to bet... On MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL, which you're going to be able to bet on here in just a little bit because we're going to be having games in the not too distant future, which is really exciting. I think that that's something that everybody looks forward to. Now, if we start talking about the guys that showed up at camp today. And we get into, you know, what Patrick Mahomes said, talked about his ankle, and you brought up the, you know, the question about his kids, and we'll talk about that in a second, but specifically about his ankle, what did you hear from him about that?
1: Yeah, that was. I thought that was notable. I mean, you know, you, you think about those ankle injuries and the high ankle sprain that he had, and you would have probably have thought, hey, you know, that's a four- to six-week injury. By the time that OTAs came around, he'd probably be 100%. Um, but he told us, that, you know, even during OTAs and, and, and really towards the end, starting to get into veteran minicamp, he was better, but he was a little timid. Um, he wasn't maybe running and cutting the way that he normally would. Um, really started to get that confidence back at the end of OTAs, which would really put you in the early part of June. And for the veteran minicamp in mid-June was really when he started getting that confidence back. So he he told us today that he feels good. Um, he's ready for the conditioning test. So running the gassers <laughs> on, on Saturday, he's going to be set for that. Um, But yeah, it's uh, he, he he said it was it was still bothering him a little bit even into June. But right now he feels good to go. Although he does not anticipate doing a lot of running outside those gassers here at the beginning of camp.
0: Yeah, and you start looking at what that's going to mean. And one of the things I think I saw Mahomes also said was if you can get through Andy Reid's training camp, you can get through an NFL season. And that says a lot about what Andy Reid does and how he likes to do it. And before we went to break. You were talking about Andy Reid is an old school guy. He likes to go off, you know, away from the facility. And I think that St. Joe is going to continue to be the place that they continue to go year in and year out as long as Reid is the coach. And I really like that because it does get the team the ability to have a lot of chemistry with just their teammates. Uh, I realize families probably don't enjoy it as much, but and I'm sure the players don't, but Andy Reid has always been successful doing that. So I think that's going to be something that as long as he continues to be the head coach, that will continue. I'm curious, though, you know, you start looking at some other things that came out of, you know, talking to Mahomes and talking to Andy Reid. What were some of the other big takeaways you, you had?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, obviously the the Netflix quarterback's story was in uh, the show was it was a big topic with both of them. Uh, uh, m- interestingly enough, I don't think you should be surprised. Mahomes has seen it. Andy Reid has not um reed, reed reed has only seen the portions that was shown to him ahead of time and that was you know brought out there um and and specifically and patrick talked about it like play calls some of these things some of the trade secrets the secret sauce about letting it be out there um some of the things like you know especially if you've seen the series and you know you, there's a there's a pretty good segment where the quarterbacks are going through play calls and talking about formations and all of these things um, those are old. They, they made sure not to look, put anything in there that the Chiefs were going to be running this year. So a lot of those play calls and things that you'll you'll see in the documentary – uh, they're in there because Chiefs aren't going to be running them anymore or, or they're changing the terminology uh, a little yeah. bit. And, you know, and that's one thing Mahomes said is that, hey, you know, they do change that every year. Um, but there was a lot of, you know, effort, you know, put into this. I mean, it's I don't want to, uh, you know, Mahomes didn't use the word sanitized, but I, I'm I'm almost tempted to use it because <laughs> when it comes to that part of it, there was there was a lot of editing. There was a lot of go, going back and forth between, you know, Reid, between the the Chiefs PR department. And making sure that there weren't competitive disadvantages in that documentary. Um, now, Mahomes will obviously tell you there wasn't a lot sanitized when it comes to his language or things that he I says was going to say
0: that would be sanitized because, yeah, that first episode was. And I, I, you know, I get it. He's out on the field. He's competing. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say anything about him going out there and cussing and getting somebody's face. I mean, that's. I've played sports not obviously not at this level but I played sports. I know how competitive and, and how it could be. Uh, you get out there and you you're, you're drilling rushes. I mean that's really what it comes from is and so I get it but yeah I wouldn't say that sanitized in that area at least.
1: <laughs> not at all. Um, but you know and once you get back to the football side, you know obviously one of the, the, the big topics was just how do you repeat? how do you go about, you know, winning it again? And, you know, and and Mahomes, and this is a word I will put into his mouth because he said it, you know, he's like, he said that it wasn't in 2020 that he felt like that they were coasting. Um, But, you know, he described it as almost like going through the motion sometimes, you know, that, you know, it's just, you know, winning was what they do. You go out there, you win games. And remember they went, you know, 14 and one before they, they sat the starters in the final game uh, going 14 and two and you know but he said he wants to go about it differently this time that he feels like it's up to him to motivate this team a bit more because you know with where the afc is and you look at the even the afc west i mean you've got jimmy garoppolo going to vegas you've got sean payton coming to denver um the entire afc continues to try and you know stack itself i mean you can talk about deandre Hopkins going to tennessee i mean you know, he makes the case that everybody in the AFC can make an argument that they've got a road to the playoffs. And we haven't even talked about Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. I mean, right. the AFC is stacked right now, and they get that. And Mahomes is like, hey, you know, what what this team did last year isn't going to be good enough this year. They've got to be better than they were a year ago. Um, so a lot of that's going to rest on Mahomes' shoulders. and you know, that, Those are good shoulders to have it on, but it's going to be <laughs> up to him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you sit here and you look at what he talked about and really what you just said, realizing it, from a player's perspective, realizing that it's what happened when they went back-to-back Super Bowls and they didn't perform the way they wanted to in, in the second Super Bowl. Now you can talk about all the you know injuries in, in the offensive line. I think if the offensive line is at least somewhat healthy, that's a completely different ball game. But regardless of that him recognizing that they weren't where they should be they should have been and realizing that it's his responsibility to take to to take that on as the team leader and say guys we've got to get better than what we were and we're not going to coast we're going to attack everything the way we did last year if we want to repeat that's what we have to do you look at the qb list uh name the top five qbs and all of them are in the afc except for maybe you want to talk about a guy like jalen hurts Uh, the competition is going to be fierce. You have Justin Herbert in the same division. And I know, you know, people are going to say the Chargers going to charge her. And I don't disagree with that, but it is something you have to watch out for. You know, the Chargers are going to be tough. The Bengals are going to be tough, you know, Buffalo, the jets, uh, you know, I saw today where somebody said that the Baltimore Ravens could knock off the chiefs from their pedestal, which I think is kind of funny uh, considering all the injuries that they're going to have to make sure that don't happen this season. But it's interesting, nonetheless, and, and one of the things that I love that Andy Reid said, and this was just one of the comments, and I I saw it all over Twitter. Some people read books; he looks at plays. That is Andy Reid in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, it really is. I was I was surprised that we didn't get uh, Andy Reid whipping out a, a a chili Rieno reference, and you know, talking about going out to, to dinner in California and drawing plays on a napkin because that's 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 Andy Reid for you. Yep. Um, I fully expect that, you know, and hey, he he did mention that, hey, Tammy, his wife has seen the Netflix series. Um, I I did not expect that Andy was going to be sitting down to watch the show um, <laughs> because I, I think he would rather if he's going to spend his time with some football. He would rather spend his time working on some plays, watching film, that kind of thing, uh, rather than, you know, something like that. But that's that's who he is. I mean, he is he's driven. Although I will say it was, I, I thought one of the more you know intriguing moments in the Netflix series, and I hate to be a spoiler for anybody who hasn't gotten there yet, but there's a that's a really nice moment with Andy Reid and uh, and Patrick Mahomes' daughter. And that's oh, yeah. know, a side of Andy Reid that, you know, you probably don't see a lot, but that is the grandfatherly Andy Reid that's in there somewhere. We We just don't see him near a football field very often.
0: Yeah. And the fact that he is willing to do that, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but just to be able to see that I, I, I fully expected that that was Andy Reed, just because of the way he is with his players. He's going to be somebody that's going to be a jovial type of guy and, and want to be close to their family as well. And so it doesn't surprise me, but you're absolutely right. That was phenomenal to see. And there is still a lot to talk about, especially uh, about what injuries, what other injury information we found out uh, from camp today, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But the other thing that really I want to make sure you all know about, we will be covering the Chiefs five days a week here at Locked on Chiefs, and we will have coverage about training camp. Ryan should be returning tomorrow, and we will have more information about it then. Now, before we get into, you know, all of the other stuff that we could talk about when we get into training camp, we ought to talk about the injuries that we did hear updates on. So I'll let you go ahead and take off on that.
1: Yeah, really just uh, two injury updates today from Andy Reid, um, and both of them were expected. Um, Tershawn Wharton will start training camp on the physically unable to perform list, Coming back from the ACL, he should not be too far away. But uh, yeah, it was not a surprise that they were gonna, you know, keep him on the pup list. Remember that keeps a lot of options open. So if you if you start this, if you start training camp on the pup list, um, you know, you don't have to go to injured reserve later. I mean, if he's gonna need more time to recover, it it makes it much easier for him to be able to return to the active roster. And and anytime during the preseason that he's ready to go, they can activate him. Uh, what you don't want to do is bring back an injured player too early and then they get hurt because then IR is your only option right. and, and that really limits your opportunities. So if you've got a player who's nursing an injury, PUP list is where you want to be. Um, the other injury that, that also, are, that also means ahead, that Chris. they
0: can't, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say that also means that they couldn't have really participated in mini camper OTAs though, right?
1: Correct. It, yeah.
0: So that's, that's the other clarification really quick. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah. And the other one uh, that the note is Isaiah Pacheco. Um, That one was a little bit more open-ended and Andy Reid did not really say that he was specifically going to start on the pup list. Um, He doesn't report officially until Friday. So they have not had a chance to go through his physical and evaluation. But my expectation is that he will start on the pup list. That's certainly my understanding. And that's a truly precautionary. I mean, they do expect him to be ready into training camp, but Never thought he would be ready on day one. They always thought it would probably be a week or two before he was ready to go. Um, Andy Reid did not rule out the possibility that he was still going to be ready for week one. So that's a little ways off. But uh, Isaiah Pacheco will probably not be working with the team when, when they start workouts. You know, their first acclimation days on Saturday, if they reporting on Friday, first practice on Sunday. I'm not expecting him out there, but that was all part of the plan. The Chiefs knew with those surgeries for the shoulder and the hand, was, he was going to need a little bit more time to recover.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't sound like it's going to be something that they really need to be overly concerned about. Um, I think that, you know, him being on the pup list actually would be probably the best case scenario and, and let him stay on there as long as he absolutely needs to and, and let him get the treatment that he needs. And when he's back, he's back. I'm sure that that's not going to be, he knows what he's doing in this offense. And I'm sure there's going to be things that he's going to need to learn along the way. But, uh, you know, just because he's on the pup list doesn't mean, I don't think it means that he can't be on the sidelines at practice, right? It's a little bit different because we actually get to see more when training camp is going on and a lot of times with with guys with injuries they don't even come down to the field but there's also a training camp uh there's also a tenant training camp where they take a lot of players that are there for injuries as well so it's a little different
1: yeah it, it is but you know also i mean and we'll see i mean when the veterans report on Friday, there there might be another veteran or two that pops up on the on the list that maybe they're going to be holding out. Um, we all know that sometimes injuries can can pop up during the the period from which the because remember these the the coach has the coaches and the trainers have not seen these players since mid June, yep. so there could always be something that pops up that they're not expecting. But um, to only have two players that you're really talking about from an injury standpoint and recovery standpoint right now is, is that's pretty good place to be for the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, and I would think that you are hoping that we get good news about Snead and McDuffie, who were nursing injuries in the offseason as well. So we'll find out about those guys uh, coming up on Friday or Saturday. The big question on everybody's mind probably still when we're heading into camp is, is Chris Jones going to
1: show up on Friday? Yeah, and we still don't know for sure. Right. Um, you know, the way that that Coach Reed spoke today would certainly suggest that He's a little more pessimistic about it than he was when we last spoke to him in June when, you know, he he seemed to be pretty confident that Chris Jones was going to be there from the moment on day one. Um, Not so today. I mean, he said he didn't didn't know for sure that Chris Jones would be reporting on Friday. Um, But he did obviously note that communication was going on between the Chiefs and Chris Jones and his agents and his representation. So as long as the talks are going on, I mean, I think you got to feel comp- at least at least optimistic that something could get done by Friday. And, and that's been a deadline that's been, you know, drawn to me You know, a, a lot has been, especially since the Quinn and Williams contract got done, yep. um, was that Friday was kind of the, the big deadline that, you know, if, and it might not be until Friday that something got done. So um, still three days to you right. know, to, to get that, to get, the, to get the team there and everything between between Jones and the club. I I still think more likely than not something does get done, but even if it's not, I I don't think it's going to be a prolonged thing.
0: Well, and the other thing when you start looking at that is Jones is in a different situation than all the other guys that are franchise tagged that didn't get an extension. Uh, He is under contract. He is going to get penalized if he does not show up on Friday for training camp. Now I don't even know if they're able to get out of those fines because I don't think he can get out of the mini camp fine from before. Um, I know that in the past they allowed that, but I don't know that that's even an option at this point.
1: Yeah, you they they can't forgive fines anymore for for missing uh, any time in training camp, and you know, but and to a to a degree, how much does it matter to Chris Jones? I mean, right? You know, the, the fines compared to what his first year money is going to be are probably you know minuscule. But, you know, and the only thing you're really doing and guarding against is injury. You don't want to go out there and get hurt and, and then have a reason that, you know, the Chiefs can't sign you to a multi-year right. extension and, and a lot of money. So that's really the driving factor. Um, but both team, both sides seem pretty motivated to get this done. So I, I still don't think that it's going to be a long-term thing.
0: I agree with you. And I think the other thing that really stands out to me is I have no question. If you would have asked me three or four years ago, or three years ago basically when his first deal was signed after he was a rookie, uh, you know, how's he going to show up to camp? I would have maybe had a little bit of a question. There was times where Chris Jones took plays off and I'm not saying he hasn't gotten past that. He has absolutely. But I have no fear that he's working out and he's working his butt off to get ready for camp. So no qualms in that regard, but you're absolutely right. The big question is, is if he gets hurt in the next couple of days, before he reports to camp, that's an issue for him.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I remember, Chris, you know, you and I had a conversation at, at Arrowhead one day um, back in Chris Jones's rookie season. We we met up and we were talking about jerseys and whose jersey should you buy? And, uh, you know, I said, hey, get a Chris Jones jersey because this guy's going to be here a while. He's going to be a fan favorite. He's going to be somebody that people like. And he's going to be with this club. And because I, I, I hey, I'm not right all the time, but. Well, uh, it was evident to me that there, there was nothing wrong with this guy, that he 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 was good at work, and you could tell from day one that he was he was not going to be somebody that was going to show up out of shape. I mean, even Chris gets mocked for his size and, and maybe his little his yeah. baby fat every, every once in a while. But tell you what, that guy has worked hard to get himself to where he is right now.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you, and, and it's funny you mentioned that because I had actually kind of forgotten that story, but you and I, I do remember talking to you about that. The funnier thing to me was I actually put a twi- uh, poll out on Twitter you know, do I go get I think it was Marcus Peters and Tyree Kill and Chris Jones, and I don't remember who the other one was. Uh, what jersey should I get? And Chris Jones retweeted me and said Chris Jones and told me he would give me a signature on my jersey. Still haven't gotten that, but I did get a Chris <laughs> Jones owns, jersey. He owes
1: you a signature.
0: He does owe me a signature. Uh, but yeah, he's a great player, and I think you know, I have no question he's gonna show up in shape and be ready to go. So uh he's gonna be motivated. I mean Say what you want, and I know a lot of players don't really care. Patrick's one of them does care about things like, uh, probably I don't know about Madden ratings necessarily, but rankings when it comes to different things. And Jones is still rated after Aaron Donald. I, I kind of guess he probably doesn't care for that too much.
1: Would not surprise me. And I, I think, you know, we've seen that you you never know where these guys can draw some motivation. I mean, I, I, I think there's probably a couple of Chiefs players who are gonna be drawing motivation from their Madden <laughs> ratings though.
0: Yeah. Madden ratings and the rankings. I mean, ESPN came, I think it was ESPN came out with something where it was rating all the players and players are not happy with where they're ranked and anywhere you can give Kansas city chiefs motivation. I mean, have fun doing it, but it's not going to work out well for the rest of the NFL because they have shown time and time again, and especially last year when everybody doubted them what they're capable of when they're motivated.
1: And, you know, and bring it full circle. I mean, that was a topic today with both Mahomes and with Reed was, you know, how do you challenge this team? How do you keep them motivated? And, you know, and obviously, you know, Reed taught well, and Mahomes specifically talked about how Reed challenges all of his players. And everybody will tell you that's what makes him a great coach because he does find ways to, to push your buttons to try and make you better. Uh, I think we have seen, obviously, Mahomes draws motivation from just about anything that he thinks will challenge him. I think that's certainly what gives him his edge. Um, but Mahomes. A lot of people I, I call him petty,
0: but it's. He does it.
1: He does it. And, and, and you know, when he f- you know, told us today that he felt like it's, it's on him to motivate this team to be better than they were last year, that it's up to him to challenge these guys. And he feels like he needs to do things differently than he did in 2020. Well, and well, if, if he says that, I believe it.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that I actually loved, I saw a quote from him was that, you know he doesn't know what it's going to be, but Andy Reid always finds a way to challenge him in training camp. Like he he's gone into training camp every year and thought, okay, I know the offense, I know I'll be good, but Andy Reid always finds a way to train him or sorry to challenge him. That's phenomenal to do as a head coach when you continuously do that to your players, especially at a, an important position like quarterback. That is going to drive uh, not perfection, but you know that's going to drive motivation. That's going to drive you to be better, and that's exactly what you want.
1: And, and that's why the players love him. I mean, that's that's yep. why they do, and, and that's why this team wins. I mean, make no mistake, they got the quarterback, but it starts at the top of the head coach.
0: Yeah, it really does, and you got to love Andy, Andy Reid being here for his 11th season in Kansas City. In uh, Kansas City is now kicking off training camp, getting ready, trying to go back for an eighth straight uh, division title and a second straight Super Bowl title. So we'll see how that turns out for them. Matt, thank you so much for coming on. really do appreciate your insight uh, from training camp. Tell people where they can find
1: you. Uh, you can go to ChiefsDigest.com to get everything. Uh, you, you're actually find me on the Associated Press today. I was filling in, so uh, you'll you'll get a Chiefs report across the country from me. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Derrick Threads, Facebook. You can find us anywhere. <laughs> and I
0: thought I heard. I thought you told me you were on AP, so I want to make sure you got that shout out out there. So, really appreciate you coming on today. Tomorrow, Ryan is going to be back. We're gonna be talking training camp and talking about all the stuff that's going on at training camp. Be sure to check that out and we will talk to you tomorrow.